Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Selection Sunday is here. It has happened. We finally have our brackets for the NCAA basketball tournament. March Madness is here. It's the best time of the year uh, when you're talking about just overall sports. Uh, Super Bowl, NCAA, March Madness, it's here. Selection Sunday, they have come out with the brackets. We're going to talk about each section of the bracket, who maybe should not have made the tournament, who was shockingly that's made the tournament, and maybe who the experts have left out. So we'll be showing the bracket. Um, and of course, talking about Illinois fighting Illini, who did get the five seed and has to play number 13, or Illinois got the four seed and they have to play now number 13 ranked Chattanooga, who is 27 and seven, who is not a pushover by any means, you know, any stretch of the imagination. This is a tough draw for the Illinois. Let's not get it twisted. So we're going to talk all of that. Uh, here on the Coach Steve Show podcast, so welcome in. If you're watching the video version, thank you so much. Please hit the like button and the subscribe button. If you're listening to it wherever you listen to your podcast in audio form, please follow it, rate it, be a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Um, this podcast brought to you by the Belly Up Media Network. If you go to Belly Up Media, I believe it's Belly Up Media or BellyUpSports.com, we're doing some changes, so go check out Belly Up Media on Twitter and Facebook. Check out all the podcasts and blogs and everything there. Uh, this podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and his Back to the Basics Drill Manuals book series. If you go to CoachStoneFootball.com and check out all the books there for us football coaches, we are trying to get simple and back to the basics. If you click on Back to the Basics on that website, check out all the books. His very first book is over 500 um, pages of drills that can be used for any level. Uh, you will never have to look up another drill again, I promise. Uh, thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. And all you football coaches out there that are listening, 
Uh, it's time to protect those shells and protect your offensive defensive linemen who hit every single time in the season. They're always hitting. That's why it's the best position in all of football to be an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. Uh, so you want to protect those shells and reduce the repetitive blows those guys take each and every week, and it's Guardian Caps. If you go to guardiansports.com slash guardian-caps and use the code 15 off, it will save 15% off your order. It's worn over by over five NFL teams and 200-plus colleges like Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia, Penn State, and, you know, over 200. So if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. I'm here to save you money. Uh, if you want to buy one, two, three, four, five, six, a hundred, doesn't matter. Uh, guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps and use the code 15 off. It'll save 15% of your order. Thank you, Guardian Caps, for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, so we got through Selection Sunday. It was, you know, we watched some conference championships today. Um, I know watching the Big Ten, Iowa won the Big Ten tournament. Um, Illinois, Wisconsin got a share of the regular season Big Ten tournament. So then Iowa um, won over Purdue versus uh, for the Big Ten championship the tournament championship. Um, and then you've got a bunch of other ones. That was the one I mainly watched, but then we got selection Sunday. The bracket is finally out. Uh, you know, some hearts were broken. Some are still going, uh, you know, some are shocked to be in, some are happy to be in. We still have some playing games. Uh, the big 10 leads all conferences with nine teams. So that tells me that we are, you know, flowing the hair, the best basketball conference, um, which we had a lot last year and we didn't do very well. So the Big Ten has to step up. This is the worst time of the year for me. It's the best time of worst times. It's the best time because you just love watching basketball. You love filling out the brackets. You love watching all the games. If you can, don't get in trouble at work, guys. Um, but it's also tough because you want to root for the Big Ten or your conference that your team is in to do well. But at the same time, do we really want to root for Michigan? Do we really want to root for Iowa? That's that's where the, the dilemma for me comes in. I talk too much, too much crap about all the other teams. Um, one thing that is kind of funny, and I have not talked about it much, is Mike Krzyzewski's last game versus North Carolina. This has been a um, retirement tour for Coach Mike Krzyzewski, and no matter, he is a great basketball coach. He, you know, he's done a lot for Duke. He is the face of Duke. But this whole season has been about him, even though he says he hates it, which maybe he does, but then announcing your retirement and doing a, a retirement tour people celebrating you wherever you go great but at the same time that is making it about you so it's been kind of funny how he's been beat a couple times and losing to a couple teams and then it's been a joke of he's going to request to go play in a certain region and everything else now he's going to go away to the west go away from east to the west which is hilarious i think he wanted to play in the east or like in the you know midwest and chicagoland area or anything so i think that's kind of funny um that he can't be able to do that so but we're here um talking about illinois um we'll get well illinois got the four seed which they projected anywhere between the three and the five seed even though they got beat by indiana in the big 10 uh tournament they get the four seed and they have to play number 13 chattanooga which is not an easy draw um i do feel better about it than the loyola pick that was last year even though some people feel better about the one this year i just thought uh loyola was always a sleeper uh, that that's a team that was underranked and that's why I was worried about. It. I think Chattanooga is probably right where they need to be. Um, even though they're 27 and seven, 14 and four in their conference, just looking at their, their schedule, we'll look at their schedule or talk about their schedule. Um, I'll show the bracket on screen. If you watch the video version, we won't show the schedule. Um, I'll have it up on this other screen, but just look at their schedule compared to like, I'm not saying like, Ola has a tougher schedule, but just looking at it, there's good basketball being played, but they, Illinois has had a rougher go in their schedule, but they 
They're a tough team. Um, there is some history between Illinois basketball and Chattanooga basketball. Um, they have not. They have. They've played it since the '90s, but I think they've played in the NCAA tournament um, before. But this is exactly where um, we all predicted Illinois to be. Sorry, we're we're getting through some internet stuff here. Um, so they're set to play on Friday, March 18th. The time is still yet to be um, set up. But this is exactly where we thought Illinois would be. Some thought maybe less, maybe five or six because of how they played um, in the Big Ten tournament. Um, so right now Illinois is on a losing streak versus Chattanooga. The last matchup they've had for Illinois basketball was November 21st, 2015. Uh, they lost 77-81 to Chattanooga. And then they also played March 16th, 1997, and they also lost to them. So it was a little bit. Um, their first matchup, Illinois lost 75-63, to and then they lost in 2015, 77-81. So it was a little bit uh, a little bit of history. Uh, the first time they played was in a neutral site in the tournament um, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and then they played in another neutral site in November 2015 in Springfield, Illinois. So Illinois is going to have revenge on their mind, but the reason why people are like, oh my gosh, Chattanooga is because of this. I just want to make sure I got the correct dates right here and everything. So Chattanooga, you know, the history is they are, they have Illinois' number. So Illinois might Bruce or Bruce Weber, sorry, Bruce Weber did retire. Uh, you know, good luck to Bruce Weber. I loved him at Illinois. It was just time for him to go. But Brad Underwood will have the team um, ready to go. I believe we'll talk about that when we get to that. We're going to go through the bracket. Um, just make sure I have everything pulled up here the correct way, um, comparing the schedules. So let's pull up the bracket. So hopefully everybody can see it. I tried to zoom in as much as possible. We will look at the West and just talk about teams that maybe should not be there. there. Um, In the West, you have Gonzaga at the number one seed. There was no shock there. Now Gonzaga is not the same Gonzaga as it has been in the past. Um, Some people think they can lose you know, or way earlier this year. Some have them going to the final four. Some have them in the, you know, in the, in the big dance, but I don't really see them like in the past. They don't seem like the same type of powerhouse, but still, they're still pretty good. Let's not get it twisted. Um, but again, they're not the same. They will be playing number 16 ranked Georgia state. Um, so again, you know, Gonzaga having a, a good first pick, you know, now looking at Gonzaga's schedule, because just we want to look at it. They did beat Texas this year. They beat, did beat UCLA, but they did lose to Duke. They lost to Alabama. Then um, they did beat Texas Tech. So they've beat some pretty good teams. And then, then you look at their overall rest of their record. Not the best. After that, their next ranked win wasn't until St. Mary's. And they beat them three times. So, I mean, the rest of them, eh. You know, I don't... F- but again, sometimes winning and building confidence is what does it. So... Um, just want to talk about the number one seed there and then and uh, number two seed Duke, which is kind of funny. They have to go out to the West. Uh, some people thought Duke should have been the number one seed. But again, Duke losing to North Carolina, then losing to Virginia Tech in the their championship uh, gave them the number two seed. And then the number three seed, Texas Tech, uh, they started to play well, you know, later on here and then and into the tournament. That's how they got them the three seed. So, um, looking at these, the big matchups that are going to be very fun to watch is Boise State and Memphis. Got to watch Boise State um, in their conference tournament. They look pretty good. And then Memphis 
has played well this year. They've been kind of up and down. They're a young team. Um, I wouldn't sleep on that matchup. Uh, of course, the next matchup is UConn and New Mexico State. You always look at the 5-12. Uh, see, New Mexico State could upset UConn. Um, and then Rutgers and Notre Dame. Uh, Rutgers coming in uh, from the Big Ten. You know, they had that stretch of winning against ranked teams. So watching Rutgers personally from watching the Big Ten, um, they could beat Notre Dame and get in. I mean, they're in, but they can win and then play Alabama, who Alabama has been battle-tested, SEC and Big Ten, probably the two best basketball conferences this year. Um, but Notre Dame, no slouch either, but that's a great playing game of Rutgers and Notre Dame. Don't be shocked about Rutgers. They are pretty good. Um, but those are the matchups that I'm looking for. And then again, you got Michigan State in there from the Big Ten as well, having to play Davidson. Davidson lost to in their tournament today. Uh, but Michigan State, always a tough, tough team to play um, with Tom Izzo there. So out of here, you've got a couple teams that could come out of the West. Gonzaga could come out of there. Um, but you could also, I could also see Duke coming out of there. But it depends. Sometimes that pressure of trying to win for, you know, Coach K's last go around might be too much. Um, another team that could, I, I, I'm going to say they come out of there, it could be Alabama. But actually looking at this, you would not be shocked to see an Arkansas or even a Michigan State come out of there. This So this is an interesting one where this one could go anywhere. I mean, obviously, each and every time it could go anywhere. But looking at this, don't be surprised if you're going to see one of those other teams come out of there. Um, then we'll scroll down here to the east uh, out of there. Uh, we'll just do the top four seeds and five seeds here. Um, one is Baylor. No shock there. Baylor, you know, he's defending champion. Um, North Carolina ranked pretty high. I think that Duke win really helped them out to get to the eight seed. But um, looking at the two seed, Kentucky, again, people thought they could have been the one seed. Um, this was a tough year to pick for one seeds and two seeds. Um, three is Purdue, who just lost to Iowa in the Big Ten championship game in the Big Ten tournament. Um, that's a team that could easily make it to the final four. And then four, UCLA, who started to play better as the year has gone on. And then that five seed, St. Mary's, who's lost to Gonzaga three times. Um, and then, so out of these, the, one of the big matchups that Marquette, North Carolina, uh, got to see Marquette beat Illinois earlier in the year. North Carolina's got some confidence. That's going to be a great, great eight, nine matchup. It's a toss up. Um, I could see Marquette winning that game because they are battle tested. Then the Wyoming, Indiana, Indiana coming in one of the last big 10 teams. Now I am shocked. One thing out of this is I am completely and utterly not completely, I guess, but I am shocked that Indiana is a play-in. I thought they showed enough as the year went on and then in the Big Ten tournament, which goes back to should we have both, and I've talked about where sometimes it's good to have that Big Ten or your conference tournament because it gives teams like this hope um, to, to get in how they've played. You know, they had to do the seven, you know down 17 to beat Michigan, who Michigan got in, and we'll talk about how high they're ranked, which is shocking, and then they beat Illinois, and then they played. They lost on a buzzer beater to Iowa, and people are really high in Iowa now. All of a sudden, um, so I am I am shocked that Indiana is a playing game. But so look to Indiana be to be disrespected there, and to beat Wyoming and beat St. Mary's. I'm going to go out and say that's what's going to happen. And then old Illinois coach John Gross is the head coach at Akron. They've won two MAC championships, I believe, back to back. They are in at the 13 seed. Look for them to compete with UCLA. Uh, so. Out of these matchups, you know, those are a couple. Um, Virginia Tech being on a high after beating Duke, and then Texas, who played has played well this year. So look for that big matchup. And then Yale will give Purdue problems. Yale is lengthy. Um, but Purdue, Purdue, you know, people have picked them to win the national championship or get to the Final Four. They have 
had some bumps in the road here, and especially against Iowa, but Purdue's going to be battle-tested. They are going to be lengthy. They are going to play well. But that's going to be a good matchup. I'm not picking Yale to beat Purdue by any means. Um, so great, great stuff there. And then Murray State coming in, you know, 30-2 and two in their conference, um, playing San Francisco. Good matchups. So good matchups here all around. Out of this side, you look for Baylor or Purdue and Kentucky to come out. Kentucky, you know, playing well, but again, it's Kentucky, you know, it could be up or down once they get to play a Purdue and they got the big length and the long guards and fast guards and guys that can shoot and guys down low. How is Kentucky going to handle that? Um, Baylor's going to have a tough go in the second round, either against Marquette or North Carolina, but those are the ones that you look for to come out of there. Now we're going to go up to the south. Arizona coming in at the one seed. Nobody's really shocked there. Arizona has been playing pretty well. They're a really good basketball team. Um, the two seed out of there is Villanova. Again, a lot of these could have been toss-ups. Villanova has played really, really well. Number three is Tennessee. Now, this one kind of shocked. You know, I kind of thought Tennessee could be a two or a one seed. Tennessee is fast. They're lengthy. Um, I've got to watch them a couple of times this year. They are coached really, really well. That is a team that could win the national title. I am going out there saying it. Uh, if Illinois is going to lose to anybody, hopefully it'd be them. But if it was like an Arizona, Tennessee, look to Tennessee. They they could do it. Uh, they're young, but they're quick and they're lengthy. They play incredibly tough. They rebound. Um, so I was kind of shocked that they did not get a one seed. Uh, you know, so I think they're going to take that as disrespect and use that as motivation. Uh, at the at the three seed there, and then Illinois did get the four seed. They got to play Chattanooga, which we talked about. Um, so. Let's go through these, some of these games. Um, Bryant, I believe that's Bryant University, who I am friends with, Coach Siosi. My Coach Siosi is an offensive line coach there, so I'm going to have to root for them to win that game. But good playing game there. Um, then when you look through this, U, UAB coming at the 12 seed versus Houston, the 5 seed. UAB can beat Houston. UAB is on fire right now, and they can beat Houston. They will give Houston some problems. Um, now, Michigan comes in at 11. I think... They should have been on the bubble. They are 17-4. and four. They had the weakest Big Ten schedule at one point going into it. And I'm going to talk about this at the end because I fall into this too, and we'll get to this in a second. Um, they started to play better at the end, and I'm on record saying that they did. They um, started to play well at the end, especially when um, – you know, all the suspensions and everything else. Um, you know, Dwan Howard getting suspended. They started to play a lot better. But there was a point where we talked about them being in IT. Um, they lose to North Carolina. They did not have a tough schedule. You know, when you look at their schedule, they lose to Arizona big. They lose to North Carolina big. Um, they lose to Minnesota. They lose to UCF. And they lose to Rutgers. And Illinois did too. But then they had to, they had to postpone their Michigan State game and Purdue game to later on. Then they lose to Illinois. Um, they lose to Michigan State. They lose to Purdue. Then they lose to Ohio State. They lose to Wisconsin. Lose to Illinois. Then they started to play better. They beat Michigan State. And then they lost to Iowa and lost to Indiana. Like I, at one point, they had the weakest Big Tens, you know, part or the weakest schedule part um, at the time. You know, when no offense to these teams, but like Nebraska and, and Minnesota and everything else. So I'm not saying they shouldn't have been in, but I think they should have been in the playing game. I think it could have been like Bryant versus Michigan um, or 
no, nah, maybe not even a play-in, but I think Michigan could have been the 15 seed or, you know, something else like that, 15, 14 seed somewhere in there. So I think they're ranked too high. Um, gets Colorado State, who's a pretty good team. Um, and then Loyola gets in at a 10 seed versus Ohio State. Now, again, if I'm Ohio State, this is a trap game. This is a trap game. Illinois had it last year. Um, Loyola it's not a bad team, and you watch them play. They they play good team basketball. Uh, they rebound well. They can shoot. This is a trap game, and these are some you know. Ohio State's good watching them play. They are good, but again, the Big Ten's been up and down. They have had teams where they play really elite, and then when they don't, this to me is a trap game uh, for Ohio State. So do not be surprised if Loyola does beat Ohio State. Now I will not be shocked if Ohio State does win, but this is a trap game for them. This is a you know, our 5-12 seed is Houston UAB, but this one is really interesting to be a 7 and a 10. Um, then to the Illinois Chattanooga, I saw a tweet, I don't know how true it is, that's about Chattanooga is 333 ranked in like two-point defense, so Kofi should have a game, whatever that's true or not, but... Chattanooga is going to have history on their side. Um, looking at their schedule, again, not the toughest of the tough. They play teams like UNC Asheville, Texas, Tennessee Tech, uh, Belmont. Now, Murray State, they beat who made the tournament. Uh, Middle Tennessee, uh, you know, West, West Carolina University, Wofford, Citadel, Mercer twice in a row. Um, Samford and all that stuff. So I'm not saying it's a terrible one, but I mean they're 27 and seven. The next one in there is Furman. They are 22 and 12. Samford went 21 and 11. You know, so not again. Basketball is different than football. You have to look at a, a lot more in basketball. Um, so Chattanooga is going to have history on their side. Um, Illinois is going to have some good rest. They are going to be very battle-tested. I don't know on Chattanooga's team who's going to be able to guard Kofi Coburn. Um, so Illinois, is, you know, we've talked about and we'll talk about again going into it. They'll play Friday. Illinois had the tougher schedule because we've had to play um, Kansas State. We've had to play Notre Dame, Rutgers, Iowa, Arizona, um, which we played close. And then, you know, you have to play Michigan, who's made it, Purdue, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Indiana, Purdue again, and all that. So we've had just a lot of rough go, um, a tough schedule. So Illinois is just going to have to shoot the ball well. Kofi's going to have to score, you know, all that stuff we've talked about every single post-game um, podcast that I've done with Illinois. But this is not a, t- this is a tough matchup. It is. You know, it's not going to be this. But I do feel a little bit better about it than Leola. Because Loyola, you know, was underseeded. We probably shouldn't have played them. Loyola should have been ranked a little higher. So, and us not having the pressure of being the one seed and everything like that. And and I think the pressure of the Big Ten tournament's gone. And, and they're going to be motivated. They're going to learn from the mistakes. And Kofi's going to have an opportunity to say, you know, this is, you know, I'm going to come up and dominate. Trent Frazier's going to show up and try to dominate. And, I, and if we can get Granderson back, that's going to help out tremendously. Um, so out of this, obviously the big favorite here is going to be Arizona coming out of there. Um, you know, Villanova is the two seed. You know, when you look at other ones like Duke come out of there and this, not saying Villanova can't, but for, they're probably going to be Delaware, but then they're going to have to be like Ohio State or Loyola. Um, and then looking at this, Tennessee is probably going to come out from the bottom. And I don't, I think Tennessee could beat Villanova, 
But out of this, you're looking at Arizona to come out of there. Illinois could still come out of this. If Illinois wins, they're going to have to play the winner of UAB Houston, which could be UAB. Illinois can win there. But then we're going to get a, probably another Arizona-Illinois matchup. Um, and that's probably where it could end. I could see Illinois going to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Um, but out of this, look for um, Tennessee, Arizona, Illinois to come out of this. I don't see Villanova doing it, but they could. But I could see those type of teams coming out of that. And then we'll go to the last spot here. Kansas with the number one seed in the Midwest region. Number two, Auburn, who has not played well. At, they played very well at the beginning and had you know just that one or two losses, and then they come playing bad at the end. Um, you know, then you look at the three seed as Wisconsin out of the Big Ten. Uh, you know, Big Ten is representing, and then the number four seed, Providence, who has played very very well, and then Iowa coming in at the five. And they've been hot. And I hate Iowa basketball, but they have been hot. Um, got a lot of good matchups here. Um, Texas A&MCC playing Texas Southern as the playing game to play number one seed Kansas, who has played a lot better. So out of this, really good matchups. Um, LSU at the sixth seed playing Iowa State as the 11th seed. That's going to be a great matchup. Um, LSU's had some turmoil, you know, new coaching staff and everything so iowa state is rhyme uh, prime to upset there wisconsin playing colgate um, i could see wisconsin winning that as they shared the big 10 title with illinois big time matchup here is usc and miami this will be a fun one um coming two from two good basketball conferences um miami could win that you know the 10-7 seed that's going to be a really exciting matchup to watch and then Iowa as the five seed versus Richmond, who won over Davidson in their conference championship game. Um, one of two things are going to happen with Iowa. They're, they're, they're playing a lot better. Illinois got them at the end of the regular season. Um, Illinois was fired up to, you know, to try to win the Big Ten regular season. Um, Iowa did not hit free throws at the end, um, and Illinois got them. But then Iowa's played hot. They're shooting the ball well. They're playing better defense. So a couple of things are going to happen here with Iowa. One, they're going to fall into that 12-5 um, curse and lose. Or they're going to get hot and win games they're not supposed to. Richmond is a good team, but Iowa's a big team too. Or Iowa's a big team. They're very lengthy. They can sh- they're shooting well. I saw them hit shots today versus Purdue. Hand in their face. Kobe Bryant style, hand in their face. And they hit the shots. Uh Purdue gave up, made some stupid decisions when they got the ball overthrown to them, like football game and score. Um, so a couple things there are going to happen with Iowa. So looking at this bracket here, again, coming out of it, it's probably going to be Kansas. Um, Providence, I'm going to go out there and say if Iowa wins versus Providence, I could see Providence beating Iowa. But people are really high on Providence, and I'm curious to see how Iowa is going to handle that type of pressure. I'm not a fan of their coach. I'm not a fan of that program. So I could see Kansas, Providence, Iowa, or Auburn, Wisconsin. It's going to be very interesting. Auburn not playing well at the stretch. I see them winning against Jacksonville State, but the Miami-USC is going to be interesting. And then if they get to Wisconsin, Wisconsin can beat Auburn. I'm going on the record saying it. So those are the type of te- those are the teams that you could see coming out of there. It is very exciting. Um, and then again, you're playing games, Rutgers and Notre Dame, which can be huge. And then the Indiana-Wyoming uh, one. Those are the two you're going to be interested in. Indiana, I think, should have just been in. 
the way they played at the end. The Rutgers, I understand, but the way Indiana played at the end could have been in. Um, real quick, uh, we're going to let's talk about some teams that didn't get in, and one team in particular for me. There's two people are talking about. One is Oklahoma, which I am perfectly fine with Oklahoma not being in um, the tournament. That one doesn't bother me as much. The one that we that needs probably needs to be talked about is Texas A&M. Texas A&M at the end here in this tournament has played well. Um, now their schedule was not the best going in, and they did have this long stretch of losing. But look at the strength of their schedule here in these losses, the string of losses they had. Kentucky, Arkansas, LSU, South Carolina, Tennessee, Missouri, LSU, Auburn. Then they get a win against Florida, and then they lose to Vanderbilt. But then they go on a run here. Georgia, Old Miss, Alabama, Mississippi State, Florida, Auburn, and Arkansas. Now part of this is the, their SEC tournament, and then they lose to Tennessee in the SEC championship. Um, so when we look at the whole SEC Auburn makes it in, Kentucky makes it in, Tennessee makes it in, Arkansas and LSU. Then they are, you know, they have a better regular season record than Alabama, and Alabama makes it in. So the question becomes, why does Texas A&M not make it? It's that that string of losses hurts. Um, it really does. And if you want to look at Alabama's schedule, um, they're non-conference a little bit there. Um, they did beat. Gonzaga and they did beat Miami and they did beat Houston, but they they lost their fair share. They've lost to Auburn and Mississippi State and Missouri and Auburn again, Kentucky, and they lost to Georgia, who was not very good. Lost to Kentucky and then they they lost to Texas A and M. So it becomes a little tricky. I thought Texas A and M showed enough to where they're getting hot at the right time, and that's the only thing with NCAA March Madness. We always talk about don't get caught in um, the heat of the moment. You know, don't be caught you know what's going on right now look at the whole body of work but the history of ncaa basketball is you know being a prisoner of the moment at the end because they talk about when do they get hot and then they base it off that so that's where i get confused on we don't want to be a prisoner of the moment but when a team is playing well that's the whole point of having your conference tournament which i'm not saying to get rid of it i don't have talked about before i'm not saying get rid of it it was just a, a thought to get rid of it hurts a team like this where they go into their conference tournament and they beat teams they weren't supposed to. They beat Florida, and then they beat Auburn. They beat Arkansas, and then they played well against Tennessee, and Tennessee just proved because Tennessee is poised to make a Final Four run. How does Texas A&M not get in? And then um, to look at, you know, we're looking at the bracket. Are you telling me that they don't deserve to get in over Delaware or something? No offense to Delaware. Um, do they deserve to get in at least a plan more than Notre Dame or, you know, no offense to these other teams like Wyoming and them? Like, I think they showed enough in a tough tournament to get in. Um, you know, other, other teams in here won their conference, so they deserve to get in, but other teams that didn't, you can't tell me that some of them, they didn't deserve a shot or at least a plan shot, you know, maybe them in Indiana or them in Rutgers or something like that. I just thought they showed enough. To get Oklahoma, I'm fine with. Um, they didn't show enough at the end, but that that's my problem a little bit when they when they're picking these because we talk about who gets hot at the right time. But then that's also called prisoner of the moment. We don't want to be prisoners of the moment. But at the end of the day, too, 
we always talk about getting hot at the right time. They're hot at the right time. And when you talk about their record, um, they're 23 and 12, and Alabama's is 19 and 13. So they took the whole offseat and everything else, too. I understand that. But it's just so weird when you look at the SEC standings LSU, Texas AM, Alabama, Florida, and South Carolina were all six games back from the top, which was Auburn in the regular season. Um, but it's just weird how it skips over them. You know, you got Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee. Arkansas, LSU, who get in. Then it skips Texas A&M. Texas A&M is next, skips them. And then Alabama gets in right behind, right, right around below them. Like, maybe you should have put Texas A&M in over Alabama. Alabama probably the tougher strength of schedule. That string of losses here for Texas A&M probably really hurt them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight losses in a row. But then they got hot. You know, they end it in a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game win streak. And during that seven game win streak, they beat Alabama, they beat Auburn, and they beat Arkansas. And they got to the SEC championship game. Um, and some of their losses aren't that bad. They're later when they lost to Arkansas, they lost by three. Uh, Kentucky was only 64 58. And then they beat um, all these other teams, too. I mean, they beat Notre Dame. Uh, uh, Wisconsin was a decently close game at points. I mean, so that one confuses me. Um, the rest of them, I think they're okay. As some people think SMU should have got in. People think Oklahoma, and I'm, yeah, I'm okay with Oklahoma not getting in. But that one, I wasn't 100% all on board with um, for them. But that's that's really all I have a problem with. Um, so the bracket's set. It's a great time. Don't get caught at work filling it out. Um Fun, fun stuff. Illinois is going to be a fun game. I, th- I, I, am going to pick Illinois to win, but I'm, you know, they that's a that's not a sleep that's not a walk in the park um, game. History is going to be on their side. Um, so those are the thoughts of coming out of each bracket. Um, I'll put out there later on social media or on here. Maybe I'll do one where I fill it in. But I'm I'm a person who fills in multiple because I'm it's not 100. So I need to. F- Pick one and say on the podcast, this is this is the one which we coming up next. I don't want to do it right here because I have to sit and think about it. That'll be coming out later. Um, but that wraps up this one. Just talking about Sunday selection. You know, it's, it's one of the most wonderful times of the year. Um, so thank you guys for watching and or listening. Please hit the like button, subscribe button, leave a comment, comment section down below. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. You know, follow it, rate it, be a friend, tell a friend, check out the weekly episodes. Um, thank you guys so much for being a part of this. Please share it out to all the stuff you do there. It helps get the show out there. Um, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. Um, this has been another episode of the Coach Chief Show podcast. Have fun filling out the brackets, and we'll see you guys on the next one.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.